0: Again, that's ebaymotors.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes.
1: February 2nd, 2023, it's time for your Impact Wrestling Post Show. Hell of a show. We're going to talk about it. We got a lot to go through tonight, not just in terms of Impact Wrestling, but we're going to talk about Fightful Select. We're going to talk about all the little nitty-gritties from the show. We're going to talk about BTI and our good pal, George Iceman. But, of course, first I have to say that I am at Joel Burle and I have my ride or die, my number one, my favorite co-host sorry all the rest of you sorry <laughs> <laughs> i'm a canadian but i'm not that canadian it's <laughs> Creston Star. how are you you jerk
2: uh i'll be that it's not the first time i've been called worse i'm super congested so sorry in advance to everyone if you just see me dodging i'm blowing my nose so you guys don't see me give the uh the old nose spray um what what a good night of impact i thought it was great i actually enjoyed myself it was really weird, but it was a weird good time. What did you think of Impact overall, Joel tonight?
1: This was a strange show. I was, I, <laughs> I didn't really know what to expect because this is they shifted to the the Florida tapings. Mm-hmm. knew what happened, but I obviously don't know what's going on with the backstage taping stuff. Uh, there was there was a lot going on, Cresta. Uh, there was a lot of Santino tonight too. I don't he know. He was how the
2: I, star of the show tonight.
1: <laughs> we have to be.
2: I mean, there, there, there's a lot of things tonight where I was like, is this, is this what we're doing? Really? But I guess. I was sports entertained, though. I'm not going to hold you.
1: Yeah, I was too. And you know what? If you were sports entertained, you can go ahead. Leave a thumbs up on this video if you're watching us here on Facebook. That's right. I brought Facebook back. I was like, Sean Rossap, can you link the Facebooks again? Because I can't. And he's like, yeah, sure. And then he did it. So now we're back on Facebook.com. We're also on twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. So you can go ahead. You can leave us your bits on there. You can toss us a thumbs up on YouTube.com slash Fightful. You can toss us a thumbs up on Facebook.com slash I think it's Fightful Online, but don't quote me on it. Just go on Facebook and search it if you're still using Facebook. And if you want to support us financially, you can go ahead and do that. First of all, you can go to youtube.com and that little dollar sign gets you a super chat in any question, any amount, statements read, no questions. Well, I mean, some questions asked. Don't be a dick. That's pretty much <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got to say. Uh, and, and then also you can head over to hopperchats.com where you can support us there as well. To tell them about it.
2: When you head over to Humperchats.com, as always, you can add your question or your comment. You put in your donation amount. We get to keep a little bit more of the funds from that. We're happy. Sean's happy. The wrestling gods are happy. And we'll still read your statement live on air. Uh, To quote Joe Pro, don't be weird. Don't be a jerk. We'll read most of your questions. I mean, you could ask us for advice. It might not be good advice, but you'll get some.
1: I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't give good advice. I mean, I'll give you advice. I don't know if it's good or not. That's, that's a. That's
2: it might a, not even be related to what you asked.
1: No, it might not be. I'm really good like that. You know who else doesn't give advice when asked? Who? George Iceman. Because
2: he's got the intel. He don't need to give advice
1: because. He has literally no intel. Cresta, I'm starting <laughs> to think that this guy is a, is, is is fake news. Okay.
2: Uh, are you calling George Iceman a sham? A yes. fraud?
1: Yes, I am calling him Brad Hotman because Brad
2: Heat mice.
1: He is clearly not at all bringing us any Intel. He's not cold as ice. He's not he, he is he's, he's hot as an oven and his, his oven ain't got scoops in it. <laughs> it okay? got
2: scoops of coal ash
1: At best. okay, at best. So what does he do? He's like, hey, no first of all, he shills the no surrender is gonna be on February 24th. That's a Friday. We'll be here live on YouTube.com slash Fifle. We're gonna be doing a post show for this no surrender event. Uh hopefully Steven Jensen will join us again. I know that's the plan. We'll we'll see what's going on then. Uh, but we will be here regardless of that. And so Iceman says last week Joe Henry released Edge's Bitch and it went viral and it did.
2: So good. Such, such good shit. It was people in my house who don't watch wrestling were just like hum, 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 edges, bitch.
1: <laughs> we'll have more on that later because boy, did it have its own place tonight. And then George says Cardona didn't like it, he was irate. He told people backstage that tonight he would retaliate. What does that mean? Because once again, George Isman has literally no intel.
2: He found his scoops on the floor, so I'll pick that up.
1: Much <laughs> more. Ah, Ricardo opens us up with a super chat saying, Swingman having a seven star banger on TV. Yes, he is. The man deserves the world. He should, be, he should be 50 and 0, not 0 and 55,000, whatever it is.
2: He should be champion. Sorry, Josh Alexander. It's uh, no disrespect, but the swingman deserves his due.
1: He does. And then G with a super chat. How do you feel about macaroni and cheese? Cresta, how do you feel about mac and cheese?
2: Macaroni and cheese are in my big three chicken cheese carbs so those top 10 unless it's bad or it has raisins and vegetables in it then don't ever come to my house
1: for those of you who don't know uh myself and ella j we started a new podcast this week called the run sheets where ella did talk about her food hot takes one of which is her feelings towards mac and cheese spoiler like
2: mac and cheese she might not be a
1: fan of mac and cheese so go ahead Wherever you find podcasts, you can find The Run Sheet. It is, it's not a Fightful show. It's just Ella and I. Uh, go find us. We just debuted our first episode on Wednesday, and uh, our next one drops on Saturday. That's going to be the plan. Wednesdays, we talk about wrestling news. Saturdays, we're going to talk about wrestling TV. So go ahead, find us there. That's my cheap plug for, for The Run Sheet. Go check that out. Let's go. Let's talk about BTI. Jonathan Gresham has a great little match with Aiden uh-huh. Prince. Uh, I have to shout out Aiden Prince because he's actually, uh, up until this past weekend, the Destiny Wrestling Champion up here in Toronto. Nice. Um, unfortunately, he suffered an injury in his match, his title defense, this past weekend. He's got a long road to recovery ahead. He has a surgery scheduled. And the new uh-huh. Destiny Interim Champion, believe it or not, is Steve Macklin.
2: Steve Macklin got his – Steve Macklin winning everywhere else except his home promotion. Right. What's happening? What is transpiring here?
1: I don't know what it is. So, so Macklin came in as a replacement for Jordan Oliver for this Destiny Wrestling mm-hmm. show. Uh, Oliver was supposed to do the show, but he was replaced two weeks before with, with Steve Macklin. Uh, regardless of what it is, it was nice to see Aiden Prince on the Impact show because – as you can see, he's a very capable wrestler. He's very good at what he does. Uh, and when we break down the match, you know, you'll see the little things that are good. So uh, we're going to send our, our love and our appreciation and hopefully a speedy recovery to us. Yeah. Uh, had a hell of a match tonight with, with Jonathan Gresham, who gets the win. Two things come to mind right immediately. The hard cam is back, baby. It's facing the crowd. It's no longer facing the stage. Cresta, I don't know how many times we've talked about this or how many times you've heard me complain about the hard cam facing the stage and making it look like there's nobody there. Tonight it looked like the room was full. It made it look like a real wrestling show. Except for one camera was really really dark and then everything else was very poorly white balanced. But talk to me about the good stuff.
2: Got to tell you, I didn't notice. (laughs) Remember, I go go into 90% of wrestling like, wow, cool, wrestling, unless it's like really, really bad, and then I just turn my brain off and say this is sports entertainment. So I thought it was great. It was nice to see Gresham go from jobber, get out of here, to like, just, yeah, hey, 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 don't, don't touch me like that, young man. Don't do not do that. Of course, Jonathan Gresham wins doing the twisty hands and whatever it is. And let me not say twisty hands. I want to give it more respect than that. Jonathan Gresham will fold you like a pretzel, and I thoroughly enjoy that. But I can see why some people might say, okay, all right, enough of that, you know. But it's just, I liked it. But it was really about the post-match because um, <laughs> Jonathan Gresham versus Mike Speedball, <laughs>
1: So, As so, truly. so we'll get there in a sec, just to wrap up the match. I mean, Prince hits a great base buster, or, sorry, brain buster, gets 2.9. Uh-huh. But the whole match is Jonathan Gresham working over the left knee of Aiden Prince. Insofar that Prince ends up tapping out because Gresham is slamming Aiden uh-huh. Prince's knee into the ring over and over and over again. So Dusted. it's it's a disgusting finish. but it it's a really good finish. Post-match, Gresham grabs the mic. He says a few months ago, uh, he turned us back on pro wrestling and he said he was done. And he says that the true company that he loves so much closed its doors. I am starting to think that Jonathan Gresham may have some feelings about his departure from uh, the, the ring of honor of new as it is. But anyway, not going to go there. He says he had to look for something better and he found Ooh. impact. He wanted to wrestle against the best talent in the world and that is an impact locker room. So he opens and he issues an open challenge at first. I'm just like. Okay, this is good. And then he immediately challenges speedball Mike Bailey, to which I say, well, it's not an open challenge, but at least it's a challenge. And if they do Gresham and speedball, big thumbs up. Let's go there.
2: Kenny King, mind your business. That's all I ask. <laughs> <laughs> I would understand why you'd want to interfere in that match. But for me personally, mind your business. I just need you to mind you for that one night. Because that match, like I started to say, oh, oh, so that's going to be good.
1: What? Really looking forward to I, I mean listen it's pretty safe To assume that they're going to be running that match It's pretty mm-hmm. safe to assume they're going to do it Speedball hasn't given his answer Let's just say he does I think it's a hell of a match that you can run
2: Absolutely I could absolutely see Kenny King minding his business I could also see Kenny King saying Oh nah especially after tonight But just again Kenny King Mind your business all I ask if you don't I, I guess <laughs>
1: yeah, Absolutely um, Well, oh, sorry, I'm just trying to catch up because my for some reason the chat on this thing is okay, we're good. It was doing a thing, now it's working. Uh, let's roll into Impact the, the main show. Ace of Bays opens up against Kushida and Knight. This is a rematch from the Super Junior Tag League that New Japan did. Uh, the match that originally happened between Kushida Knight and Ace of Bays, Ace of Bays won. Mm-hmm. So now they're two and because they won this match too. But this was a great match, yes. a lot of really fun stuff. Uh, by the way. No Surrender is going to be in Vegas. Chris Bay is a Las Vegas native. I think we might see some, uh, some fun for the, uh, for the old Bullet Club in Las Vegas. What do you think, Cresta? Uh, do Motor City Machine Guns and Ace of Bays in Vegas?
2: I absolutely think so. I know that Impact Wrestling is really good for good old hometown feeling. And if I'm not mistaken, I think I saw on Twitter during the show that Ace of Bays won the Wrestling Revolver Tag Titles, if not tonight or real recently.
1: Okay, good for them. Go around and win them all.
2: I mean, come on now, be belt collectors. That's the thing to do. That's the way to go. So I hope, I hope that this keeps building because this was a really fun match. I really enjoy Kushida, but I also have to put over Kevin Knight because he was doing the damn thing in that ring tonight. I really thought tonight was a showcase of Kevin Knight and um, Chris Bay because last week it was a real showcase of Ace Austin because I think Ace Austin was performing superbly. So I really like the direction the Bullet Club is um, going. I also want to – I'm looking at my notes. That's why I'm looking down. My apologies, y'all. The big springboard that got intercepted by Chris Bay, oh, that was so good.
1: Yeah. Just getting getting into that art of finesse – Mm-hmm. coming off you know Knight's going for a big springboard to the outside and all of a sudden Chris Bay pops out off the top rope from the from the turnbuckle from the side hits the art of finesse in midair there's a lot of really fun stuff they yeah. they get to a chicken fight spot and the way <laughs> they get to it was they were going to play back the Kevin Knight's got the hops right Kushida's mm-hmm. got uh, he's got Chris Bay I had to think about that on his shoulders and then Knight was going to go for the tall hop and then take out Chris Bay but as he goes for the hop in comes Ace Austin, who intercepts him and gets him on his shoulders, and then they start the chicken fight. And it's good. Little things like that make this more yeah. fun. Uh, another thing that made it fun was Kushida. When he gets a hot tag, he doesn't just go and like his fire isn't about punching people. He does Shotes, he just does those palm strikes, and that looks really good. I like stuff like that. Um, the only thing I don't like is that they're still doing that really strange. S- extra widescreen entrance for bullet club when they come out that's a that's a production thing
2: okay no, i know what you're talking about it is a little strange but again i go into everything sports entertainment minded rose colored mm-hmm. glasses i also will say that it was a nice mix to me of athleticism and comedy especially when they held down night and did the too sweet and scratched his back yeah. i'm like y'all are i liked it <laughs> <laughs>
1: At the end of the day, Bullet Club have always been trolls, but they're eventually trolls that win. Uh, they they get Knight back into the ring after they do that Art of Finesse spot in midair. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hit the Art of Finesse again and then into the fold by Ace Austin. He pins Kevin Knight. It's a great match. Go out of your way to see it. It opened up the show tonight. Uh, just simple, straightforward tag team wrestling. These four guys had it.
2: Yeah, I agree. I have nothing else to add besides watch that. It started off hot. I do have more to add. It started off hot. Yeah. So that's this set the tone for Impact, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we move on. The design is uh, talking to Callahan. They say step three of seven of the deadly steps was for Callahan to win the match last week and bring the world title to the design. He failed, so there will be consequences. Deaner says he knows how Sammy feels. He's in the position that he was in before and that no mercy was given to Deaner. But Sammy's fate is different because the design need to go to battle together. So dream, So Diener, I, this is going to happen so many times. I'm going to mix up Diener and Tommy dreamer. 100%. Don't you ever know <laughs> <laughs> the Diener and anyway. So, so Diener is going to show mercy and let Sammy Callahan redeem himself. Mm-hmm. This is step four. Last week we were talking about how Tom Hannafin was putting over the fact that this was the final step. When we yeah. knew this was a seven step process but why is step four redeeming yourself when what was step four supposed to be originally since we know that there are seven steps
2: maybe he anticipated him failing because dina said a good point i know what it's like i've been in your shoes and when i messed up rightfully so eric well not rightfully so eric you'll beat the piss out of him so i understand where he's coming from but at that same token, like you said, what would have been it if you would have won? Was it like a fail safe? If you would have won, you would have been number one contender. So the redemption would be to win the title. I guess it would have changed if you would have won. You know what I mean? So maybe, maybe there is no real book. You just, you know, you're writing it as you go. You're writing it as you go.
1: I'm not against that as an answer, by the way. Mm-hmm. Because these guys are so crazy that it would make sense that they're just, It's as you go seven steps. Oh sure, why not? Well, it's like choose your own adventure.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it's not like seven has any type of numerical significance. You just pick that number. You could have said a twelve-step program, and we still would have believed you. Seven just fit between now and uh. Was it hard to kill or no surrender? You know what I mean? Like it just seemed fit (laughs)
1: between the two. And that was what we figured out when they said there are seven steps. They're like, how many weeks? Oh, there's seven weeks until the next pay-per-view. Okay, fine. Uh, so. It's obviously going to play out by no surrender. Whatever that's going to be, we'll see. But step four was to redeem himself. Spoiler alert. He passes step four. Uh, Steph DeLander debuts next week. For those who don't know Steph DeLander, she's the former Persia Parada from NXT.
2: I thought I recognized her. Okay. Okay. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. So she's making her debut next week. Uh, There's going to be a lot of fun stuff to talk about next week, just like there is this week, because we kick off Giselle Shaw and Savannah Evans with Commentary and a bunch of others calling giselle Shaw the Black Widow. Mm-hmm. She's getting rid of everyone in the Knockouts division.
2: Every tag team.
1: Every tag team. And and so they mentioned that Tasha Steele's taking time off. This is they're using her departure as a bit of an excuse to like get her out of the way, and then they'll bring her back when she needs to be hot again and and when she's ready. And I'm great with that. I'm happy mm. to see that. Uh, Evans has a great fisherman suplex. Can't say a bad thing about that. The finish is basically Jay Vidal does this little dancey dance, distracts the referee, and then Shaw rakes the eyes, hits a super kick, then then the denouement, and that's the win, and then the post-match. Giselle grabs the mic and says, I'm going to embrace my black widow. Doesn't care if it's Tasha Steeles, the influence, or Chelsea Green. They're all gone because of Giselle Shaw. She said, I'm not meant for tag team wrestling. I'm meant to destroy every competitor I step in the ring with. The spotlight did, does, and always will belong to Giselle Shaw. What'd you think about this match? what do you think about this promo? I, I thought this was pretty damn good.
2: I'm going to give it up to Savannah Evans. Something about her in this match reminded me of Karma and Joe Doring in the best way possible. She was stiff, strong, imposing, and that um, spear or shoulder push into the corner where she got both her legs in the air. I'm like, dude, if I was Giselle Shaw, I would have shit myself. Like that looked like it really hurt. Like it was really good. I will also say much credit to Giselle Shaw. I'll be that. You know what I mean? And I like that she's getting more serious. And I know we touched about this. I think a while back that if she got to a more serious character, we would be here for it. So hell yeah, Giselle Shaw, talk your crap. I don't know what you're going to do when you have to face Diana Perazzo, but I like the confidence. You know what I mean? Like I like the confidence. I I love it. So, I mean, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Maybe she could, even if it's not cheating, because I did like that she cheated. It fits her character, but it's like, I would like to see you run it back versus Masha and maybe win. Not now, not now, not now. (laughs)
1: <laughs> how, many times, how many times will we sit here and say that? That once Giselle Shaw gets this serious character mm-hmm. and starts really running through the knockouts division, will we see a potential where something like what you just said with Masha, if Masha is the knockouts champion and these two meet up again, if they're, they're pro- both going to be in different places in their impact careers, there's room for that.
2: I I'm think fine. in order for her to take on like a Masha, she would have to fight a Killer Kelly. And I think that'll be like a good benchmark stick. Cause Killer Kelly's really good. And I think that she's getting better as time goes on. But I think once she does this tag team thing, and I think maybe she'll probably do like a, a championship run before Giselle does. I think that'll be a good benchmark because Killer Kelly and even Taylor Wilder stiff. So I think that'll be a real good benchmark to see where she's at. And then I mean, run it back with grace too. I mean, last time grace kind of ragdolled you. So it'd be, it'd be cute. It'd be cute. It'd be cute. It'd be
1: cute. What's also cute, I Aime Soko sends a super chat, says, go to Swinger's Dungeon, turn to page 58. Choose your own adventure, especially as Swingman might do. Speaking of which, Kenny King runs into Aiden Prince and someone else. I didn't catch who the other guy that uh, – Aiden Prince is the one in the glasses. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other dude eating popcorn. And anyway, they're, they're talking about Rich Swan, and, and Kenny King's like, why are you talking about Rich Swan when I expose Mike Bailey as a homicidal maniac? I'm a fan of Kenny King, who, by the way, recently re-signed a deal with uh, with Impact Wrestling. So nice, he'll be around for a little while, which is nice to see. What like I love that Kenny King is so delusional still after getting beat the f up by Speedball, uh, and then he approaches Swingman and Zicky Dice. They're talking about the Bengals, of course. <sighs>
2: I don't watch. I think that's football, so I don't know
1: it's football. Ask Sean up about it. Uh, maybe don't. He, he, well, maybe he's over it. Oh, it's Jake Price. Thank you for that for, in the uh, in the chat. <clears throat> uh, so Zicky puts over Swingman, and he says, "You can get an autograph, you can get a meet and greet, you can get a fight." And Swingman's trembling like he he look he's got he's got the DTs he's got <laughs> some shakes going on. Okay, he's, he's not happy. And then Kenny's like, "Next time he sees Zicky and Swingman, he'll be pushing Swingman in a wheelchair, not in that cart." And then. They decide to make the match official when they come back from break. Santino is now in like a string of segments and interviews and whatever where he's going to do a bunch of stuff. So Santino's with Kenny King makes the match official. Kenny King walks off, okay, so we're going to do Swingman and Kenny later in the night, choose your own adventure, and then it walks Steve Macklin. Steve Macklin calls Santino an embarrassment. and then Macklin says, I beat Rich Swan at Hard to Kill, so at no surrender, it should be a triple threat match. And here's the problem, crest the star. he's right.
2: I mean, he's not wrong.
1: He's not wrong. Now we get more convoluted. This is the stuff that sometimes Impact Wrestling absolutely drives me up the wall about. He says, I'm not going to do that. Instead, I'm going to have four singles matches. And the winners of those matches will make up a four-way match at no surrender for the number one contendership to the Impact World Championship. And Macklin's like, great, another hoop for me to dance or I'll do it. And then he walks Dirty Dango and Macklin just walks off disgusted. Which to me was hilarious. I was like, that you are all of us right now, Steve Macklin. Thank you. <laughs> Dango calls himself the deputy director of authority, says, I'll stooge on the boys, I'll walk through walls, I'll do anything. All I want to do is have a qualifying match today. <laughs> stooge on the boys. That's right. And Santino's like, go away. And Dango's like, You telling me if I if I go away, I'll get to be in one of these qualifying matches. And Santino's like, No, you're in a qualifying match. Get away from me. Dango goes for a hug. It's really awkward, and it's it's not great. Like I, I get that Dango is supposed to be a comedy character, Cresta, but like mm-hmm. this is not great. What what was your feeling, especially having heard this past week, that Dango has signed a bit of a deal with Impact Wrestling as well?
2: Well, let's start from the top. Please Penny King call saying that he normally doesn't beat up on anyone that collects Social Security is an underrated line, and I just had to point that out. That was rude and disrespectful to Johnny Swinger. Second of all. <laughs> Also, I have, to put, I have to point out what Ziggy Dice said. Remember what you told me? And Johnny Seeker said, what? He said, I don't remember either. <laughs> Those two are the best words. And honestly, just one time for the one time. With all the crazy stuff you do, impact. do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just one time for the one time. I'm sports entertained. Now, with Santina Morella uh, being the director of authority, I agree with Macklin. And Macklin is not wrong. You're giving everyone a title shot. The guy I beat just happened to beat people in a match that I wasn't in. And now I got to fight other people to be the next guy. You should have made it a triple threat. You should have made it a triple threat. It's another hoop that, yeah, Macklin's going to go through, but it's like, I feel like at the time we see Macklin versus Josh Alexander, if Macklin doesn't go over on Alexander, me as a fan, as a viewer personally, I'm going to kind of be frustrated. And it's nothing personal against Josh Alexander, but it's like, how many hoops? If you think Macklin's going to beat him, like, I'd rather you say that kind of at this point. And if not, just let them have the match. Let them have the match.
1: It's so incredibly strange that we're going to play this out. I don't know how long the... uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know if the winner of the No Surrender match gets the match at Sacrifice for the world title or if it's going to be stretched out to Rebellion.
2: And if I'm Macklin, let's assume Macklin wins that match. I gotta wait till Rebellion. I gotta wait till Sacrifice. The numbers don't lie. And they spell disaster for me because I don't want to wait till Sacrifice. I've I, gone through like four pay-per-views at this point.
1: I, I agree. And I agree. and And both of these things... Both of these shows are on Canadian soil. One's in Windsor, which is like Scott Demore's hometown. And the other one is in Toronto, which is Josh Alexander's hometown. So like Macklin can't win. And also Macklin is going to, it's almost becoming a overcome the odds baby face story. If you really look at it. And if you squint. <laughs> if you, that feels like we're reaching. But like, if you really put it together. It looks like you can do a double turn, but I don't think anyone's going to buy it because most Canadians are not going to boo their hometown or local hero. And like Macklin is still a he's raw, raw American, but he's not. The only thing that makes him American is that, you know, the the tag him and bag him, the army type of gimmick that he has.
2: I mean, I will say
1: he's from New Jersey, so clearly that's a problem.
2: I mean, I'm from New York, so F New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, to me, it's more one of those situations of will Impact leave Canada upset? I mean, you can't leave the hometown crowd happy every time. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's okay to leave a match to further a story. I rarely see impact do it. I see WWE do it all the time. Oh, this is your hometown hero. Oh, he losing. And he got kissed Vince McMahon's ass. You know what I mean? So it would be, it'd be weird. Well, not so much like weird, but it'd be interesting to see impact do it. But I don't think that's like, at at some point you got to have Macklin versus Alexander at some point, at some point.
1: You can do it multiple times. Agrees. This could happen multiple times. And I'm not against that. As long as there's a good story to tell with it. Um, I just don't, I, I guess it's, it. I, I know where they're going. They're just really stretching it out. And if Macklin isn't the one who wins this fatal four-way number one contendership, then he's got to find another way in. And we've been yeah. talking about Macklin and Alexander for really since this, since we started doing these post shows.
2: Yeah. I want to say since like the summer.
1: Easily, if not earlier than that. It's been absolutely wild to think that like we're, we're on this collision course, which I like, but we're, now we're starting to get to this whole, like, making diversions for the sake of stretching out the story.
2: Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, if Macklin bully rated, wouldn't be mad because you'd be absolutely justified.
1: We're going to talk about him in a little bit, too. Crazy oh, Steve. I yep. <laughs> won't even go there. <laughs> not right now. I'm not ready yet. I'm not angry enough. <laughs> Crazy Steve takes on Sheldon Jean. Sheldon Jean is good just like he was last week against Jonathan Gresham, this time with Crazy Steve. Not much to say here. you know. Steve isn't exactly tall, but Gene's still got the hops. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cannonball from Crazy Steve and then a Belladonna's Kiss, which is a top rope DDT, gets the win. Post-match, Trey Miguel tries to hit Steve with a spray paint, and instead Steve bites Trey. That's just what you do. You bite the guy. Uh, And then steals the spray paint and tags himself with Trey's logo again. Um, Cresta, have you ever ingested aerosol spray paint? Because... It feels like it can't be healthy.
2: There's a drug joke in there, but at the risk of us getting demonetized, I'm not going to say anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> heard worse things on these podcasts
2: all right great
1: that's um, about happy endings for a good solid 20 minutes on the rock. i
2: do remember that one time denise salcedo did not know what 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 a particular poured was and oh then- yes the
1: step, <laughs> the step host you can find that over on our scraps channel if you just say scraps after this you'll see a whole bunch of clips from interviews and times that denise has made a fool of herself one of which includes her like her fire alarm going on. i don't know what our scraps channel is such a like wonderful mess. You should go check it out. Fightful Scraps.
2: <laughs> well, if that's the case, no, I've never done poppers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that <guy is> lying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, exposed by my roommate. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. Nice having you on for the show. <laughs>
1: Backstage with Gia Miller and Jordan Grace. They talk about the tap out again. I like that. Keep bringing it up. Keep talking yep. about the tap out because now it's a story beat. Jordan Grace says, I have a rematch coming up. Regardless of who wins, I'm going to take the Knockouts World Championship. Whether it's Mickey or Masha, I don't care. And then she says, Steph DeLander is looking for a challenge. So I'm going to take on Steph DeLander next week. So it's going to be Jordan Grace and Steph DeLander in her debut match. I'm sorry, Steph, that you're about to have to go through that.
2: Oh, yeah. I said, oh, she's going to beat this new girl up. Damn, damn,
1: damn. This is my favorite yes. segment of the night. Raven is backstage on his iPhone with his aftershocks on. We talked about the aftershocks on the Hard to Kill post show. They are the bone conducting headphones. They don't go in your ears. They go on. They sit here, and they they basically they're great for cyclists or active people who are outdoors all day. Anyway, so he's wearing those things, and he's, he just does not care. Santino is like, I hear you're a genius, and I want your advice. I told him that. <laughs> the the long standing story is that Raven. Legitimately, the guy, like the guy Raven, uh, is a Mensa member. Is a he's he's legitimately a very smart guy. So we're playing off that.
2: He dumps it down to fit in with us. I respect it.
1: Yes, he does. <laughs> he, he did a lot of things to fit in with us. So he says, "You want to make this company money? Make me the champ." He does like the most WCW in the '90s pitch ever, and I love it. He says, "People pay money to see the champ. People pay money to see me." That's how you'll be rich. And Saint Antonio's just like, uh, I'll consider it. And then suddenly, my favorite member of the flock shows up.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.
2: I don't remember the flock, but I was watching Impact on um, YouTube, and they were all like the flock was WCW. It was the f- it was something else on Impact, and his name was uh oh Lord have mercy, I'm being exposed in 8K.
1: So the Yeti was Ron Reese. Ron Yeti is his name. Yeah, so he calls him the Yeti because the Yeti was played by the same guy who then played Reese in WCW with the mm. flock. One of my favorite groups ever was the flock. Uh, in WCW. Anyway, this also needs, like, we need, like, Lenny and Lodi to show up. Like, we need all of the members of the flock to suddenly show up with Raven just for a week. Why not? Anyway, uh, Reese shows up, and he says, are we putting the flock together, boss? And Raven's just like, calm down, Yeti. And then they pause for a beat, and it's just a little too long, and then all of a sudden, Reese says, you hurt my feelings when you're mean (laughs) to me. Sometimes I cry at night. And that's the segment.
2: <laughs> it's okay to be vulnerable, young men. It's okay to tell someone who's habitually mean to you that, hey, you're my feelings. And sometimes I cry at night. Bring it in. It's okay, to cry.
1: <laughs> it's okay to cry. And you know what else? It's okay to subscribe to Fightful Select. Not
2: you shilling. <laughs> Not you shilling.
1: Your $5 a month will get you all the reasons not to cry. In fact, will be the reason maybe you laugh because Ask Grapsity was on today. We've got all of our other pos. Sean Ross app does a backstage report. He does a Q&A. There's list goes on. Alex Pawlowski, if you want to laugh and maybe cry, I don't know, maybe maybe you feel a little bad for Alex because he does sour grabs twice a week. Talking about the sourness of a, of sorry, not AW, of WWE Raw and SmackDown. Maybe that's what you want, or maybe you want to hear stories about WWE's morale after the Royal Rumble. Who? Spoiler alert! <laughs> it's good. It's
2: oh, yeah. Oh, I was not a C. See who doesn't check their emails or yeah, read check. their Patreon. Don't it, be like Cresta.
1: Patreon's been messed up all day. I get it. I, I started getting stuff from like this past week on my phone today. Oh, Patreon's been all but now it's fixed. It doesn't matter. It works. If you want notes from uh, stardom wrestler Mariah May had an interview with scott edwards we got the notes from that interview before it drops and maybe brock lesnar has a little heat on him huh you find out more if you go subscribe to five select get your five bucks in we have more intel than george iceman yes we do you can't you better
2: stop for he challenges you to a match then what you gonna do brother
1: i'll have a match with george iceman george if you want to talk let's have an ice off
2: special <laughs> guest rest for re crest the star
1: What's an ice off? It's like we're going to get a 24-pack a, a of Smirnoff ice.
2: What is this?
1: 2008? Yeah, I, I don't know. I was I was in high school, so 2004. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, probably around there.
2: I was just under 4,000 years old then. I was a wee lad.
1: <laughs> I'm old. Anyway, let's keep going. Speaking of old, Bully Ray shows up, and he tears up a child's sign. The floor director reluctantly gives him a microphone. And he stares down another child, a little girl. This I liked. By the way.
2: I was sports entertained by this Bully Ray, honestly. And I've been hating on this man for weeks.
1: (laughs) I'm going to tell you guys a secret. Because I know none of y'all. I could probably ask the entire internet. And like a thousand people be like, oh yeah, I knew that. did you know that Bully Ray is currently a baby face in the NWA? With a
2: face like that, how?
1: Anyway, you tapped out Chance. And then Bully's like, I'm starting to get the feeling that people around Impact don't like me. The wrestlers don't like me. The management don't like me. The fans don't like me. The no way. I just berated. They don't like me. Anyways. I
2: can't see why.
1: Like, I feel like the entire wrestling business doesn't like me. And I'm just like, "Well, you just wrestled as a baby face on the National Wrestling Alliance show. But I understand where you're coming from, Bully. I get it. And then he does the Tommy versus Bully talk in iTunes app. It's like, I didn't like each other. We didn't like each other in ECW. We didn't like each other in WWE. We don't like each other on Busted Open Radio, which you can find on XM. He basically gave the full pitch. He says, we tolerate each other. We deal with each other. And then he goes on. He says, he's the realest guy in the room. How you doing? He says he's the most honest guy in the room. Does He tells it like it is, blah, blah, blah. And then he does the Josh Alexander. Everyone's lying to you, but this time it's Tommy Dreamer subbed in. I'm... Not enjoying this right now, Cresta. It's not good. I cannot watch this anymore.
2: I'm not going to hold you for the first time since Bully Ray pulled up. Maybe since the first time he pulled up. I was actually sports entertained by this
1: segment. You liked it?
2: I, I did the whole thing in totality, actually, I did. I did. I'm Damn. a little bit ashamed, but I did. First of all, menacing a child. <laughs> We'll always get a cheap pop out of me. Cheap hometown heat and legitimately menacing a child. That kid's going to grow up thinking professional wrestling is real and she's going to hate you. That's kind of (laughs) funny.
1: I come into this again because I am as level-headed as can be. I don't have a problem with Bully Ray being a part of Impact. I don't have a problem with Bully Ray doing this thing. I have a problem with the story we're trying to tell in 2023 between Bully and Tommy. And now Mickey James is involved and she's the Knockouts World Champion. And this is, I'm going to start calling this Busted Open Island. Because ah. this is what it is. It's Bully, it's Tommy, and it's Mickey who's on the show herself every week now. And they do a thing and Bully's like, I'm going to threaten to beat you up, Mickey. And Mickey's like, get the hell out of Impact, Bully. And then calls her, or, you know, calls her uh, a champ and then says, oh, should I say tramp? And then that's the moment where it's too far. Mickey slaps Bully. Then Hotch and Skylar show up as Bully's going to go for a power bomb on Mickey James. And then Tommy shows up and he clears the house. And then he's like, I'm hardcore. She's country, we're hardcore country. So together we're hardcore country. And I'm like, stop it. Just stop it. Just
2: stop it, Get some help.
1: Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Hodge and Skyler are then challenged to a match by Tommy and Mickey, and they're like, no. And then out comes Santino again. And he's like, Tommy, you can't make matches, but I can make matches. And I'm like, but Tommy could make matches back when Scott was in charge. So why can't Tommy make matches now? It just wasn't great. I just didn't like it. And then the match is going to happen next week. And then this is the best part, where, where Santino calls Bully Ray Bobby Ray. Because it's forbidden from ringside, and if they don't abide, Santino will drop the hammer and put the Thor back in authority. I thought that was a clever line. The rest of the segment was not good. In my opinion, please just talk me off the ledge. Why not?
2: Okay, so let's start with why I thought it was okay, good. When first when Billy Ray was coming down that ramp, you were taking mad long like you were Undertaker, so I already knew you were clowning. Your song is not that slow. Hurry up. Get to the ring. Second of all, the crowd chanting you tapped out, the guy in the front who was doing the violin while he was talking, 10 out of 10. In my mind, I'm thinking this is impact wrestling. What could be what could this be building to? Mickey J's versus <laughs> Bully Ray.
1: For the knockouts championship, Mickey yes, James and yes. Bully Ray to
2: prove a point, to prove a point, and I know that sounds like chaos, I know that sounds like chaos, but if 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 Bessa Tanchard can challenge for the main title, he bully Ray can challenge for the knockout title, right? So and that's the only thing because it doesn't make sense, and then on top of that, everybody hates bully Ray, but only Tommy Dreamer came out. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, I knew it was sports entertainment. <laughs> and I turned my brain off. I was like, you know, this is actually kind of funny. Because at this point, you've got to be building towards bully ray and Mickey James. Because if you're doing this, if you're using Mickey James as a vessel to build towards bully ray dreamer, put some respect on that woman's saying you, you can't be doing that. Yeah, you can't be doing it. You gotta be building for bully Mickey. You gotta be, because don't use Mickey to don't do that. Don't do that. Don't
1: do that. Then you got to have some sort of tomfoolery involved because it's got to be like title versus like loser leaves impact title type of thing. And Bully's got to lose. And that's it. And then Mickey keeps going. But come on, man, we just spent months building up. Mickey James as like the knockouts champion as the person who heads up the knockouts division, or she leaves the company. Why are we still doing this with Bully? again, Back in AEW, when Cody was there, we had Cody Island, where everything that was Cody Rhodes related just it was completely on its own, and it made oh. no sense. Now we're doing that here in Impact with Busted Open Island, and it just it's not hitting for me. I don't know if if anyone listen, if you're in the chat and it's hitting for you, let us know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you you're wrong. I'm yes. only speaking for my own you know my own feelings. Uh, or if you're watching after the fact, you know, leave a comment, let us know. But like. Yeah, like I see someone in the chat being I mean, like, maybe this is Nick Aldis coming in. I don't think Nick Aldis is coming here. I think he's more likely to show up in WWE where there's a lot of money involved. Mm-hmm. But for me, this whole thing, like you said, Cresta, feels like it has to end with Mickey versus Bully, which is not good.
2: I mean, I agree to an extent, but it's like, I, I again, it has to be something. It has to be something. If... It, it, it does bother me that out of everyone telling Josh Alexander, uh, Bully Ray is this. Bully Ray is that. Tommy Dream is the only one who's going to stand up to Bully Ray. Like, literally jump him. Literally jump Bully. Literally jump him. Literally jump him. Like, Heath, Rhino, you just jump him. Just jump him. It's not like Aces and Eights is still there anymore. Jump him. I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't get it. And again, if this is a building only to Dreamer Bully... Like you said, what were we doing with Mickey for the last rodeo? What were we doing for those last three months? That that seems a little disingenuous to her. But a loser leaves sound, you could do it better than Mickey versus Bully. I would like to see it though. I would like to see Mickey hit it with the on oh, good, good, the big DDT on Bully Ray. That'd be kind of funny. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think my savage is gonna beat the brakes off her. But I mean, hey, a girl could dream. I would like to see it. I would like to see it.
1: Dobby the brain here with a super chat. Do we think bully and Mickey leads to of uh, Aldis coming in to eventually fight Billy Ray. I don't want it to be that way. That's the thing. I don't. Then you've got Nick Aldous coming in to fight Mickey's fight. And the whole point is that Mickey is such a badass on her own that she can fight her own fight. Like there's no reason that this, that Nick Aldous comes in to fight his wife's fight because she can do it on her own. Same reason he didn't show up at her winning of the knockouts championship. It didn't make sense for him to do it because then he'd be stealing from her moment. I don't think this leads to Aldis and Mickey doing a team thing. I don't, if I'm wrong, sure. I'll eat that crow, but it doesn't feel that way. What do you think, Cresta?
2: I mean, I don't know because to me, that would make more sense than Mickey versus bully. I mean, she can, a- I feel like Mickey could absolutely fight her own fight, but at some point, when is enough enough? You know what I mean? Bully Ray is not, Bully Ray is above Sammy Callahan, and Sammy Callahan is a jerk. And I say that because I'm drawing the the comparison between Tessa Blanchard challenging for the title with Callahan, and now in a hypothetical situation, a bully Mickey James situation. So it wouldn't make sense if Aldis came because you're not going to disrespect my wife. How many times? Because I also know how you give it up. Even if you lose, you're still going to menace my wife. And you'll actually injure my wife. You are the Randy Orton of the, you don't care. You will do it. You and Moose will do it. And if I got to come and step in to retire you, old man, I will. My wife can do it, but I'm not going to let you hit my wife. So I could see it. I could see it. I've never seen personally Nick Aldis wrestle. So I'm interested and I trust Impact to do something good with it. But I could see it. I don't think it's that far-fetched.
1: I haven't seen Nick Aldis wrestle with that much of a chip on his shoulder and that much anger before. Uh And someone I'm sure has, and that's fine, but like he's never been in this incarnation of Nick Aldis has never been known to be that guy. He's always been prim and proper, Mr. Wrestler. I'm very good at what I do. Proper British gentleman, yada, yada, yada. If he he's brought in, it has to be bully. Hotch and Skyler put Mickey through a table. Absolutely. Take her out make her look like she's gone for like she's done Carter. Yeah. They basically have to re- like do a stretcher job with Mickey and it has to happen after she drops the knockouts championship. Because if you do that while she's knockouts champion, then everything she just did is for not. And there's no reason why we're here. That's the only way that this works. If you bring in all this to then avenge his wife's uh, basically a complete Burial and stretcher job and so on and so forth. That's yeah. the only way I see it working.
2: I mean, we, we like you said, we both could be far off. Nick Aldis could go to AEW, WWE, but you know, may, maybe it might be uh, it might be a gimmick change. If he is Mister Prim and Proper, sometimes Speedball is a good example. Sometimes just need a legally distinct pit where fighting commences to change that. You know, so
1: I get it. We're going to see where it goes. I don't think it. Uh, I don't think it, it includes Nick Aldis. I think. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what I think. I just think I don't really enjoy this. And, again, in 2023, Bully Ray versus Tommy Dreamer is not a matchup in any way, shape, or form. I want to see it. Um, Hodge and Skyler are going to give them a good match next week with Mickey and Tommy. But it's still going to be very much about Mickey and Tommy winning the match.
2: Yeah, I agree. 4,000%. I wonder where it goes. I just, again, I'm going to trust Impact. Don't betray my trust.
1: Oh, big words. <laughs> big words from crest to Star. Let's go. Killer Kelly's in the back with that weird, w- 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 I don't even know what this is, red tinting. And she's like, oh, Taylor Wilde's still obsessed with me. I'm down with that. And I'm like, Kinky Kelly's back. And then Taylor Wilde walks in. She's like, no, 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 Kelly, you, you misunderstood.
2: Kinky it's- Kelly, Kinky Wilde. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're going to be kinky sisters. We're going to be kinky together. We don't need to stand across the ring from each other. The spirits want us as a tag team. And then Kelly's like, well, then who do I get to play with? And then in teleports the duck dolls. And I love this Taya. This is a, a com- like a continuity thing where whenever they do these things, Taya is sick because she's not one of those undead people she's always like oh you gotta warn me when you're gonna do that and she's queasy it's funny stuff well i I like a little continuity in my wrestling so then taylor wilde's like this or apparently taylor wilde's spirits transcend the dark realm and therefore the death dolls reside there and they can hear the spirits so they were ahead of the curve and they're gonna do a match between death dolls and Mm-hmm. Wild and killer. For, th- this is it's so silly and so camp and it's so stupid, but I absolutely love it because then they all know how bad it is because they do a, they do the Austin Powers laughing segment. Did you yeah. see the Austin Powers where, where they're all all the evil folk are sitting around the table, they're all laughing and it's just a little too long and a little too much. A little, and it just hangs and it's almost yeah. <laughs>
2: It was funny because you can see that there's levels. The only one who was really into that was Rosemary. cackling herself, her face off. Also too, I also want to point out that Rosemary pretty much did the Bane uh monologue. You talk to the spirits, we were born in the spirits. We practically live in the spirits. We didn't see daylight till we were men. <laughs> so I thought it was nice, like you said, to get ahead of the curve. I know you've been talking to the spirits. That's me, I'm the spirit. <laughs>
1: So, again, I don't mind it because I like that this tag team's happening. I like that, again, anything Undead Realm is super camp, and it's Mm -hmm. they're making fun of it themselves. By Again, they hung on to that laughing a little too long. And if you don't have the context of it just being silly, then you're not going to enjoy it. But in this case, I did, because they're not taking themselves too seriously until they get to the ring. True. And then they try to out-kink each other.
2: I mean... I have nothing nice to say, so continue.
1: Speaking of kinky, Swingman's taking on Kenny King.
2: Good segue. Ten out of ten. Thank you. I'm sure they
1: meant to do it too. Kenny King, by the way, uh, walking out with his wrist tape having Jay Briscoe's name on it. Very classy. Love that. Uh, not much to say here. He beats Swingman. It's a bit of a comedy match. Swingman's just ducking, trying to get out of every kick. Justice
2: for Swingman.
1: Royal Flush gets the win. Swingman is robbed again. Post match. <laughs> Call Swing Man a weird old man.
2: I mean, come on now.
1: <laughs> Let's kick them when they're down.
2: I'm, I mean, I like you. I like you, Johnny Swinger, but come on now. Come on now. Come on. The Swing Dungeon coming out in a Royal Rumble 3. Ring. Come on now. Come on now. Come
1: oh, my now. God. Kenny Kink.
2: <laughs> Kinky Kelly and Kelly, and K- Kinky Kelly and Kenny Kink.
1: Yes, and Kinky Wild. <laughs> anyway, Kenny Kink, as we're now going to let him be known. Now uh, he
2: has to join the Swing Dungeon.
1: Yes, he has to, now he has to join the circuit Dungeon. But first he puts all the champions on notice. Uh, I'm interested in seeing where Kenny King goes next because he and Speedball did do stuff for the X Division Championship. Uh-huh. I wouldn't mind seeing Kenny King find himself a tag partner and go for those tag titles at one point. Don't know who, though.
2: I don't know who, because I think Kenny King oozes charisma. He would need someone that's just as athletic as he is, but also someone who's going to be able to keep up with him charisma-wise. And my mind just said, Joe Hendry. Stop (laughs) it. Stop
1: it. I don't know who Kenny King could, could be a partner with. I don't know who he could tag in with. I don't know who he could bring in that would make sense.
2: I don't know either, but uh, I'm willing to see it. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it.
1: So a bunch of people mentioned the Masha Slamovich angle. Bully comes out and he's just like, damn, girl, it's good to meet you. And I'm like, oh, we're doing creepy. This is great. I
2: would and have he- pulled out my pocket knife and that would back away, old man. <laughs>
1: yeah. Says Mickey James should be afraid of her. And then Masha is going to be the next knockout champion. Just butter her up. And then Masha replies in her native tongue in Russian. Basically says, thank you. And then my Russian then goes from there. Let's I see. thought
2: she was hitting him with the, beat it, old man. You know, I don't speak English and anybody trusts you. So neither do I. Bam. Briet. That's it. That's all. <laughs> I meant to
1: ask my friends who do speak Russian what she said. So, I tried
2: uh, to turn on closed caption, but I thought about it too late. So if anybody speaks Russian in the chat Or has a quick translation I would like to be sports educated Not just sports entertained Thank right. you
1: I don't trust any of y'all until I get that translation Anyway Matt Cardona has a diss track <sighs> It is so bad it's great Okay
2: Nah <laughs> Nah.
1: Hendry looks weird He's got stupid blonde hair and a black beard and then So he's- do you he's- Thank you <laughs> And then he says he's going to take Joe Hendry's mom on a date. At that point, I said, Matt Cardona is ripping off Sean Ross Sapp, and that is unacceptable. Wait. If you know, did, you know.
2: Did he uh, take their mom on a date, Joel?
1: Anyway, so nobody's there when they turn around, and there's one dude in a major <laughs> player shirt, and he's like, you're going to take Joe Hendry's mom on a date? Does Chelsea know about this? <laughs> I thought that was absolutely he's like does your wife know about this and he just walks off in disgust. and then some stagehand is just like oh your edge is bitch i love that song and matt cardona just loses his stuff it's funny it's stupid next week joe henry and matt cardona have a match for the digital media championship uh did you like this was this the best diss track of all time yes or no <sighs> you say I think- no i gotta find a new co-host
2: I think he found all of uh, Max Caster's old raps that he wasn't going to use in the trash <laughs> and then picked it up and said, Yo, I, I heard rapping on the beat is for jabronis. <laughs> Chris Bay literally released a whole rap album. He's in the same locker room. You could have asked him for pointers.
1: <laughs> yeah, I <think> too much.
2: <laughs> when he said, Your hair is blonde and your beard is black, I'm like, Matt Cardona, so is yours. <laughs> <laughs> It was so bad. I spent more time laughing. I couldn't even sport I was sports entertained. I was this sports good. entertained. It was good, it was bad, it was I lived, I died. I lived again just to die again.
1: Yeah. It was everything it should have been in that Cardona loves making an ass of himself. He's trying to be serious, but of course it fails. So why not? This is this is completely perfect in line with making Joe Henry look good and just making this storyline make a little bit more sense and more on it
2: i would love to see them actually get like serious in a promo battle between the two of them because i think that'll be serious comedy see i was half expecting something serious i know matt Cardona's funny like i was half expecting something serious and when i got what i got i kind of felt like you know whose fault that is yours cresta
1: Chad is agreeing with you. Rapping on the beat is for jabronis.
2: It is. <laughs> it is.
1: <laughs> Next week, we talked about a digital media championship. Joe Hendry and Matt Cardona one on one. Good hands take on Tommy Dreamer, Mickey James, for whatever reason, on the island of Busted Open. Two qualifying matches for No Surrender. Brian Myers takes on Dirty Dango. PCO takes on Shira. For some reason, I wrote Sherry in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> and then for the Knockouts Tag Team Championships, Death Dolls take on Taylor Wilde and Kinky Killer Kelly. Post
2: Cardone! (laughs) I saw. That's pretty funny. That's pretty Uh, funny. I don't know any Post Malone songs to even try to do a a, a spiff, but that's it. That's it. That's Post Cardone. His first album is going to be called Zack Ryder. You brought her.
1: (laughs) Ryder, I don't even know her. (laughs) Oh, God, no.
2: He's going to set us a cease and desist. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> i've gotten worse text messages to tell you that much i'm sharing them with you too
2: <laughs> oh but i listen
1: here you little pop <laughs> <laughs> into our main event josh alexander rich swan yu Yi Umura, and frankie kazarian take on the team of the design deaner angels khan and sammy callahan uh Listen, from the moment they announced this match, I'm like, cool, you just taking a pin. That's that's all I got, bro.
2: I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, so either Angels or you was taking the pin, depending on how this goes. No, was,
1: a, it was always you just taking that pin. Let me tell you,
2: I was like, in a spicy turn of events, if if the design lost, I could see Callahan taking the pin in a spicy turn of events, but that wasn't happening. <laughs>
1: Lots of cohesiveness from the design throughout, which I like because they are the actual team. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a point where Rich Swan is getting taken out; he's taken all the beat down. Yes, taking it all. Khan flips Swan over his head, and he flips on top of him, just kind of like does a does a, a full barrel roll, and then Angels hits top rope drop kick on Swan, who's already on his knees. Uh, eventually, Rich Swan fights out of the corner, gets a hot tag, Josh Alexander. Josh goes on a tear and then gets knocked into his corner where Yuya Yamura blind tags Alexander. And that's the moment I'm like, well, that's the finish. Uh, Sammy eventually gouges Yuya's eyes, goes for the cactus driver, but Diener stops him from doing the thumbs up, thumbs down, which like, if I'm trying to win a match, I'm not going to try and stop my team. Like I get the idea here that you're trying not to empower him. You're trying to strip away everything that made him the death machine, blah, 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 blah. But like, you got to win the match and he's about to win the match. Why would you stop him from winning the match? That part, the psychology didn't really work for me.
2: Desire for control. I'm not going to hold you. Like, I like Dina's character. I think it's complex, but I feel like if it, maybe I'm putting too much thought into this, but I feel like Dina feels like he cannot measure up to um eric young so you're trying to do everything a little bit differently but follow the design thing but you need to have control you need to have power that's why you didn't do the whole design with the uh, guys in the yellow suits you have who you have and you require complete obedience because you know what it's like to be on the other end and you don't i don't know if you don't think you got the stones to do what eric young did Mm. i mean you killed him but i don't know if you got the stones to do that on a consistent basis again maybe that's just me doing too much character development but that's what it looked like to me like you need to have control or else you think he's going to turn on you just like you maybe thought about turning on eric young especially in the beginning
1: it's one thing to kill the king it's the other thing to rule with his yep
2: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: i get it and again i would be okay with that if that's the case if that's the story it just felt in the moment in the psychology of the match it just felt like like bro why are you stopping him? why would you but again, the idea here is that we're stripping away everything from Sammy. We're making him feel less than and giving him that one thing that he enjoyed before he hit his move. That kind of strips away that uh, that feeling of any power he had. So anyway, Alexander comes back in. Everyone does their little single big spot leading to the finish. Yuya goes to the crossbody. Diener trips him up. Sammy hits Cactus Driver 97, gets the win, the design win. We're on to the next step. Step five, whatever that is next week. Sammy lives to see another day in the design. What do you think of the match? It was a pretty straightforward A-man tag main event. Nothing personally I can think of that sh- that stood out to me.
2: Even though UMR took the pin, I got to give him... Credit for earthing the hell out of Khan because Josh Alexander couldn't even do it, and he picked that man up. Uh I don't know if it was a urinagi or a modified angle slam, but all this man's leggies was in the air, and Josh Alexander couldn't even do that. So I thought that was at least a cool spot to let him have. But yeah, it was a simple, simple match. It was straightforward. I'm not, I'm not complaining about it. The only joke I no, I'm not gonna say it.
1: No, no, <laughs> we have time for it. <laughs> I want and now. Is it? completely inappropriate.
2: Maybe, no. maybe, maybe, maybe. My audience, this audience, might find a little too spicy.
1: All right, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll just tweet it.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, Nah, 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 nah. You know, I like, I like this. I'm coming up on a year here fight for and I, am not trying to, I'm not trying to get by. Fine, I'm,
1: I'm, not get you, I'm not gonna get you fired. It's fine. <laughs> no, it's got out to Woo 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 Tang Clan, by the way. It's good stuff.
2: You guys, in the comments, if you're watching this later, give us your best rap group from Matt Cardona and Zach Ryder, <laughs> besides Edges' <is> bitch EB. <laughs>
1: <laughs> EB. Too? Okay, here we go.
2: Eric um, bitch off. Is that edge, what you said?
1: Edges <laughs> bitch off. Um, Edges. <laughs> listen, man, I'm just here for the reformation of the flock. That was impact for February second, 2023. Uh, is there anything we missed? Anything that you really want to shout out from this episode?
2: Oh, me? I thought you were talking to the chat.
1: I, uh, chat They're on like a 30-second delay. They can still send a super chat if they want. I don't know it's fine, but I'm asking you my my one-on-one.
2: Nah, dog. I thought it was good. Like I said, it was a very simple match. The fact that I enjoyed this Bully Ray segment for no other reason than it was sheer comedy, I, I want to see Bully versus Mickey Davis. And if it's not it, the only acceptable answer is um, Nick Aldis versus Bully Ray. Beat him up. Lose the Leafs. Losers shave their beard. Losers shaves their
1: beard. <laughs> Loser shaves their beard. I don't know about that.
2: I don't think Nicaldis has a beard. I don't know. I don't think.
1: (laughs) Do you think Scott DeMore comes back at Sacrifice because he's from Windsor?
2: I mean, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for Bully Ray at sack. Can you imagine if he comes back with Scott Steiner?
1: No, I'm, first of all, I'm going back to the Macklin stuff. Damn it!
2: <laughs> I, on, I saw the fantasy book in Scott the more coming down with Scott Steiner, the big pop of pub with the. I was literally going to have a chainmail on my head, dressed like Scott Steiner.
1: <laughs> Bring this back already. <laughs>
2: No, I can't do it again because I was supposed to dress up like Scott Steiner this week, and I decided against it because I don't want to be rude. But the more I see, the more I want to come in with a with a really poorly drawn on beard <laughs> and just shout for
1: thirty minutes. Just oh my god, for thirty minutes! Good luck to your voice, man.
2: Next week I'll be like, hey guys, it's me, Cresta. <laughs> Let's talk about impact. I sucked off a carburetor. <laughs>
1: we are gonna start getting on like WCW 2000 review shows.
2: Let's do it. I'm down the clock. Anything when it comes to wrestling, honk honk.
1: We used to do that on Twitch. We used to watch the old uh, WCW pay per views.
2: I mean, let's bring it back. Let's watch old stuff because I have at least between 2003. 2003- no that's a lie maybe 2008 i don't know whenever old boys started drinking milk and john cena just came out and 2018 to catch up on i missed the whole daniel bryan movement i missed tna when in, when he was really like oh Booker T, a bad man the- i missed that whole thing so we could go back and watch old tna oh impact and be upset <laughs> together
1: oh my goodness until then cresta let's get out of here we're going to be able to find you on the internet
2: you can find me every Thursday here with Joel Pearl at 10 p.m.-ish. We talk about the post-impact, which is what we just did. I don't know how else to describe it. Saturdays, you can find me at now at 1 p.m. with Gaming Gone Weird. We now have a new co-host, Nick Tanner. We'll be talking about a bunch of weird games, and on Mondays and Wednesdays, you can find me on twitch.tv slash CrestaStar. Um, going over Raw and AEW. Um, you can also find me on Twitter, CrestaDStar. Because Elon got me, gal. Where can they find you, Joel Pearl?
1: You know Nick was on uh, KYN today with Jimmy?
2: Ah, uh, I hope he had fun because I did KYN once with Jimmy. And where Jimmy finds these stories, and literally the same place Impact finds these stories. So on the ground. <laughs> oh, man, go
1: check out Know Your News. I produced that uh, that weekly Thursday show and it's a blast. <laughs> uh, yeah, ask Nick about his dogs. Anyway, I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L, ladies gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. Drop us a thumbs up. Say hello. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.